We are back with the Mind Body Medicine Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Jordan, I have to say, I've I've missed doing this. What about oh my you? goodness, me too. Uh, there have been a couple of ideas that have sprouted in between today's topic and uh, the last topic that we had, and I have. I definitely have missed uh, producing content in this very effective and efficient way, Bethany. (laughs) I hear you. I I really love doing these things. (laughs) But anyway, now that we've had a little moment of missing and we're back. So if this is your first time joining us, we are so excited you chose to spend a brief amount of time with us today. If you've joined us before, we're absolutely thrilled to have you back. So bottom line, no matter what, Bethany and I are looking forward to our time together today. So speaking of that, Bethany, what is on our schedule for today? The holidays. Wait a second. Are we still having holidays this year? Um, last time I checked, they're still on my calendar. Okay, perfect. <laughs> do you have a no, different calendar I don't. than I do? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Um, well, you know, I think maybe uh, we spend a little bit of time talking about how holidays might be slightly different this year. What do you think? Love it. Wonderful. Well, you know, we, as always, do a bit of research before these and I just saw a headline that read COVID-19 stress isn't taking a break for the holidays. How do experts say you should cope? And, you know, there really are a lot of guidelines out there that are no different than the guidelines that we have been issued from the beginning of COVID. And it's keep your distance, wash your hands, wear your masks and go virtual while you can. And Healthcare workers are pleading for us to follow those guidelines, but what about what about our personal practices and um, how to simply be real and talk about the struggle of wanting to be with family and maybe um, having to figure out other ways to do it, uh, whether that's virtual or or spending some time outside. I. You just summed it up beautifully because I have been doing a little bit of poking around about the holidays and reading journal articles and things of that nature. And the same things are said over and over again. But what I've really come to value are the articles that point more towards the mental health Mm -hmm. side of things and the emotional component of things because there are some very real fears, very real sadness, very real grief that is happening around the holidays and right now. Because when all of this stuff is thrown at us, of uh, limit your group size and no, you can't see your family and all of these things, how how do we deal with that? Awesome question. I mean, bringing up the concept of mental health in the face of really part of mental health is social engagement. And so when we have lost the ability to do that or even anticipate opportunities to do that, maybe we can think of ways to um, 
to get things on the calendar and to not lose these opportunities on the calendar, but what are the components of mental health that are the most meaningful? And you point to the sense of loss around social connection and social engagement. How can we still incorporate that into, into the holidays this year? And then also, what does mental and emotional health look like? You point to sadness and fear being real for people. And so there's two sides of the coin, either sweep it under the rug as if it's not happening or indulge in our fears and our sadness and make those the forefront of of our attention. And those are two very extreme ways of looking at things. But what's your happy medium of not necessarily shoving under the rug the difficult emotions that might be arising and the thought processes that accompany them, acknowledging them, leaving space for them, but recognizing when emotional indulgence is starting to capture your attention and spin you into um, really a spiral of negative thought. All such good thoughts and so much in, in a little amount of, <laughs> in a little amount of time. So taking all of that, Jordan, what actually I was thinking, what if we each share mm. one tip from all of the reading that we've done, mm. all of our experience in life in general, just one tip that people could take away and really carry with them for this holiday season mm-hmm. we each get one <laughs> so, goodness gracious you absolutely would you like to start or would you like me to start Okay. You go first. Uh, so in some of the research that I have been doing on building resilience, because the Y has a new resilience program coming up, uh, one key component of building resilience is finding meaning. So what I ha- was just mentioning in the beginning, although we might not be able to meet eyeball to eyeball in person and feel the touch of another human being um, that we're accustomed to, to being around for the holidays, is perhaps finding some meaning, whether that's um, looking to the past to cultivate meaning for the, for the present or even looking into the future to create meaning for this particular moment that we experience this holiday in a way that most of us have never experienced this holiday before. I, my one tip is make it meaningful, find ways to make it meaningful. And when you find yourself spiraling into negative emotion or negative thought, hold space for that. And then quickly or efficiently, or um, you'll know when, you'll know when it's starting to grip you turn the page over into making meaning out of uh, the current circumstances. That's it. Period. End of case. I'm flipping it back to you, B. <laughs> okay. I have a question <laughs> because maybe some people have this question too. I hear the tip of making meaning and finding meaning somewhere within this holiday season. How would you recommend finding that meaning or attaching meaning to something? Is there a process to that or is that incredibly individual? Awesome question. And yes and yes. Um, (laughs) Always yes. So I would say Mm -hmm. start with your values. Maybe there is an opportunity to reassess what your values are. In fact, I think that this COVID, this pandemic 
process that we have all been living and um, navigating through has actually provided us with an opportunity to recall our values. And so as we start to make meaning out of our current experiences, one great place to start may be refining, redefining, or recalling. They can be exactly the same as they were last year or 10 years ago, it doesn't matter, but the exercise of recalling and identifying what your current values are um, may be a, a helpful start. And then aligning your behavior with those meaningful values. Again, your values are there for a reason because they mean a whole bunch to you. <laughs> they are highly valued by you. So really grounding yourself in what those are and then maybe taking a step from the esoteric, uh, I value relationships, for an example. How with the constraints of society at the moment, are we going to live in accordance with relationships being the highest value? I, example, I greatly value my parents very much. And so what does that look like being able to spend quality, meaningful time with them, whether I am in their physical presence or not? Um, and again, that that's where it becomes a unique um, question for each individual listening, because, um, what my constraints may be, may not be others constraints. How about for you? What, what might, what are some of your top values and how might you live them out? Um, give, give me one example. Yeah. Me, me personally oh, or the audience? Hey, how about both? <laughs> I feel like they need to have a piece of paper out writing down. Well, this is great, great idea. So, um, not to put you on the spot, and you can also pat. You can also pass. Um, but really, everyone, <laughs> grab a piece of paper, write down your top values, and um, and maybe some behaviors that you can accomplish or live out to actually spend time aligning with those values and then see how that makes you feel. You know, you, you, the trigger may be a negative, I say the word negative emotion, but maybe I'll call it a difficult or a challenging emotion and thought attached to it. What does it look like to have that as your, your preceding factor, do a little intervention for yourself as defining your values, writing down how you're going to enact those actually enacting those and then checking back in with your, with how that made you feel, your emotions, your thoughts, again, without indulging so much into a negative spiral, but really putting into action things that might work. I've been thinking about your question of my values and where do I find meaning? And I've actually mm. really been thinking about this specifically in relationship to Thanksgiving and simply the way that life has played out for me, I find it very meaningful and one of my top values and priorities to ensure that those who are in my inner circle of humanity, <laughs> of humanity know how much they mean to me and really helping them to understand how much I should say, actually, how grateful I am for them to be in my life. So that's incredibly, mm -hmm. it's a value that I hold, and it's something that I'm making plans on how to make that 
happen. I tried to buy cards this weekend. That didn't go very well. But anyway, it looks like we're just going to use plain old stationery. Anyway, that is of great value and great meaning to me is remaining mm-hmm. true to that. So if I understand correctly, relationships, specifically those that are in your inner mm-hmm. circle are the most important to you. And uh, com- not mm-hmm. only those relationships, but also reminding them their status in your life is mm-hmm. also really important to you. And so you've taken step one. You know what? I you know, Funny that you tried to get cards this weekend and that didn't work. There was an obstacle in the way. However, since you've identified this as one of your highest values, that obstacle is not necessarily going to say, what are you, are you, wh- what's your plan here? You're going to say, ah, forget it. I'm not going to reach out to these people. Or are you going to find an alternative way to reach out to, you know, your inner circle and, um, and still engage in that behavior? Definitely. And I, this is just something that's been ingrained in me since I was a child, but I want it to be more personal than Mm. an electronic text message or something of that nature. I want it to be a handwritten thing um, just because, again, it's a personal thing Mm. where I think it's more meaningful. It shows Mm -hmm. I've actually taken Mm -hmm. a little bit of time and effort versus here, let me just throw this text that says, Mm. thanks for being in my life. Mm -hmm. Smiley Mm -hmm. face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyhow, that's my little example for your question. Well, I feel like we have um, provided some some good resources. What is your, what is your, I, I went with my topic. I'm throwing the ball back to you and you get a tip. <laughs> See, you said that we were, we were limited to, to one tip each and this is why. So what is your tip, Bethany? Yes. <laughs> this is my one tip, my one little piece of wisdom for what it is worth, but give yourself grace. We did an entire podcast on grace earlier this year, but give yourself some grace and be kind to yourself. This year has been just upside down, inside out, and absolutely sideways, and we are all weary. And it's okay to say that because it's true. We are weary. We are tired. If you hear absolutely nothing else that we've said today, hear this. It is okay to keep things simple. Maybe you are the person on the block who makes 18 different kinds of Christmas cookies and everybody gets a dozen and you're organizing this massive cookie exchange. (laughs) It's okay to let that go this year. You know that you will be lucky to churn out maybe one type for the for your little group of humans, it's okay. It is okay. Do the things this year that fill you up. Let go of the things that you know are going to drain you. That is being kind to you. I promise you it's not selfish. I literally had a conversation with somebody this morning who was sideswiped by a person in their lives saying, I need help to do this, this, and this. And now this situation has grown way out of control. The person is feeling overwhelmed and like his life was hijacked. So 
it's okay mm-hmm. to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know that. Mm. Be kind. Just truly just be kind to yourself. We are already burning the candle at. <laughs> if we had more than two ends, <laughs> we're burning it at mm. all the ends. <laughs> so would it be an accurate summary to say in exercising self-compassion and kindness, simplify and create uh, relevant boundaries for yourself. You know, as you were talking about simplifying how often like holiday stress is the norm. And so can we actually use this as an opportunity to have permission to say no and to simplify instead of, you know, the massive cookie exchange, maybe it's, it's just a little bit closer. We bring the activities a little bit closer to that, that meaningful network of, um, our germ pod. <laughs> that <laughs> I love that phrase that you use. Our little germ pod. <laughs> that um, so rather than expanding out, we can go deeper within um the relationships that we already um, have the opportunity to spend time with. Yes, and the two and truly, we did not plan this, but these two really these two tips really go together. Of simplifying things be kind to yourself and Mm. build meaning in that simplicity i'm anything else period end of case i'm gonna let's keep it simple (laughs) all right you guys thanks for spending time with us today that's what we've got for you and hopefully we'll be back soon